All right, hello, hello. The last, the last in the series, episode six, season six. Is it six? Well, I, think it, I think it is. Uh, welcome back to the IMG Advisor podcast. Uh, yeah, very, very excited, very sad. Last, uh, last in the series. Until next time, I'm again joined by um, the ever wonderful uh, Ryan Halliday. The evergreen Ryan Halliday. The evergreen coming straight <laughs> from the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least at least i'm not on my couch today that's true ryan is currently in a hanging chair surrounded by foliage in an office in central london yes it's very very tranquil tom yeah um, setting the scene for the listeners yeah exactly that's it where are you you, you look as if you're all at sea with a big blue background behind I am, you i'm stuck in a sea of bdi blue uh in the the bristol office so uh yeah, my my regular my regular home over uh, over the lockdown period, but we are we're well, breezing in. Yeah, well, I hope uh, that I'll be able to come back back to Bristol at some point <laughs> in the near future. No, I'd I'd rather come back to London, honestly. That's true. I'm joking. I do I do like Bristol, but uh, can't can't be a bit of the big smoke occasionally. Exactly. Okay, so to what what have we got today, Tom? Come on, let's uh, let's get down to brass tacks. Brass tacks. We're going to uh, we're going to round off season t- uh, six with Brexit. Uh, oh God! <laughs> Brexit means Brexit, um, and it certainly does. Yeah. Well, I think we had at least five years of hearing that lovely word <laughs> constantly did. spewed over the, the airwaves. We did. Um, and now, now we're here. Now we're here. Yeah, that ship has sailed. So it's officially happened, has it? It has. It's happened. So as of the 1st of Jan- January uh, 2021, um, Britain is no longer uh, part of the European uh, Union. And obviously there are a number of changes uh, that have taken place that, that doctors need to be aware of as a result of that. Obviously, yeah. uh, kind of mostly impacting European doctors. Um, uh, do you want to you explain that one? Yeah, so just to kind of be clear on this podcast, we're not going to be going through the, the pros and cons of of Brexit or the, the merits or not. Uh, this is purely about <laughs> the impact that it's had for international medical graduates. So firstly, um, doctors who are coming from, well, <laughs> the old EU, it's still the EU. I was going to say, I think it still exists. <laughs> just, not, just not without me and you. <laughs> so <laughs> doctors with an EEA or Swiss primary medical qualification, Tom, um, so if you fall into this category of medical qualification, you're applying for registration in the UK, you will need to firstly double check whether your qualification is recognised as re- a relevant European qualification. Uh, so the, the best way to do this is to just jump on the GMC website, uh, check to see if, if your qualification is an accepted EEA or Swiss qualification. I believe that each European country has different qualifications, so you just need to check that they, those are still recognised by the GMC um, in order to be licensed. Yeah, so, so some of them, some of them aren't, and some of them are. Uh, previously, if you were coming from anywhere, if you had trained and done your primary medical medical qualification anywhere in the EU, then you automatically uh, were eligible for a license to practice. And if you'd completed your training in an EEA uh, country. Mm-hmm you would automatically have access to specialist register as well, but that is no more. Um, so it's, it's entirely possible that that you could have access to it still. It's not very clear because it changes country by country. But for yeah. example, I looked up for a, a doctor who trained in Belgium the other day and um, she doesn't need to do PLAB. She can still make her application. So it's a, mm. it's a kind of individualistic evaluation by the GMC. 
Yeah, and it was always a bit of an anomaly, really. Um, I remember, I think it was um, off the top of my head, it might have been Bulgaria. Um, I used to know quite a lot of doctors that maybe we had three, four years medical experience, but uh, they were obviously licensed on the GMC, but we're also on the specialist register as well. Um, mm. and you think of how difficult it is for uh, doctors, or was for doctors outside of the, the EU to get on the specialist register. So it's, it's maybe not a bad thing. Um, no, no, I think it gives, it, pro- it does in fairness give greater parity to those who are coming from beyond Europe. So the, the kind of, um, well, yeah, anywhere beyond India, Pakistan, uh, Saudi, uh, wherever, um, it, it gives them a greater parity and it kind of levels the playing field in terms of the amount of work that needs to be done to get specialist registration in the UK. Um, and I think does kind of, you know, make it even more prestigious than it already is because it's, um, you know, it continues to be a really sought after um uh, I want to say qualification, but uh, mantle, you know, it's, a, it's an achievement, isn't it, that you, that you can put to your name? Definitely. So, Tom, what, what if someone's qualification is not on the relevant European qualification list? What, what can they do? Well, essentially, you, you kind of, you're in the same boat as anyone else beyond uh, Europe. Um, so you either will have to go down the route of doing a PLAB test, which obviously in a couple of years will become the uh, UK MLA. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, failing that would do the relevant Royal College uh, postgraduate qualification or the kind of equivalent recognised qualification in your specialty. And again, a list of those uh, you can find on the GMC website, but we've got some pretty good blogs and vlogs. Yeah. And you can find the full list um, on the BDI website as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of international doctors ask this question, obviously, what's the impact um, of European qualifications now not being accepted? Is that going to increase competition? Is it going to um, make it harder for IMGs um, than it was? Um, what, what's kind of your take on that, Tom? I, I, if I'm going to be totally honest, I got a bit bored of that question after the after the referendum. I think I've got a lot of doctors who were not coming from Europe saying. I'm not really sure I'm going to wait and see what happens with regards to Brexit before I come across. Mm. But the reality is that Brexit has done really nothing to change their that route for if you're coming from beyond the EU to UK. Yeah. If anything, it's made it slightly easier. And I think that a lot of the the kind of questions that we got about that were surrounding the kind of visa access because obviously the immigration system has, has changed. Mm-hmm. But... You know where you had panel and uh, panels considering a points system for a shortage specialty uh, visa for a doctor. Now you have a skilled worker visa. Doctors and nurses have their own category of the health and care visa. Yeah. Um, you don't need to pay an international health surcharge. It can be turned around very quickly, and you're pretty much guaranteed approval, provided you you give them all the paperwork you want. So. Yeah, and, and I think during one of the one of the biggest things that's happened with Brexit as well is that um, a lot of European nationals who are living and working in the UK um, have gone home. That's been particularly felt. Um, across the, the kind of nursing side as well, as well as doctors. Mm. I mean, the, the, the NHS has lost lots of great European doctors because of it. Um, the uh, Again, an interesting thing um, from perspective is a lot of European doctors used to come to the UK um, and use their annual leave to plug locum gaps. Yeah. Um, so I knew lots of con- uh, European consultants, for example, that would maybe come to the UK at least three, four months of the year um, to, to support the service. And obviously, they're, they're not going to do that anymore. So um, 
yeah, it's I, I think for dogs outside of the the old EU bloc, um, I, I think the the opportunities are, are more now. Yeah, no, you're right, and and the pressure will be felt on the system. I think that is a long term implication where we'll probably only really start feeling that in twelve months or so when mm-hmm. those doctors aren't coming across or people who are here have decided to relocate home. Yeah. I mean, there there's. Um, there is it is worth noting if anyone out there has irish citizenship that in the brexit deal there is an exemption for irish citizens that you can still um you can still travel and work in the uk without a visa um so that that's worth bearing in mind because i know that there are some doctors who um take advantage of the uh, the access to the irish um, medical council's uh, registration because it's slightly slightly more lenient than the gmc in terms of what's required of it but the flip side or i guess the trade-off of that is that the long-term job prospects in ireland are much much less because it's, it's a much smaller country and there's not as many hospitals and therefore there are less jobs definitely um just a kind of slight add-on tom to um the route for well the new route for european doctors um obviously if their qualifications not recognized need to take the plab or the um have a hold a relevant postgraduate qualification um in addition to both of those or, or either or sorry um you also still have to prove your english language competencies via ielts or oet that's right um and then you also have to have your medical qualifications independently verified by, by the educational commission for foreign medical graduates so ecfmg yeah that's for sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so uh I guess that's kind of in line with that first kind of epic uh, verification part. You'll need to yeah. to get signed off and make sure that you are uh, you are who you say you are and you've done so what, what you've done. What you're telling me is the process is is pretty much the same for as it is for doctors outside the EU. <laughs> Yes, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, <laughs> That's think, nice and simple. Yeah, I think if you are, most of the doctors that, are, that that work with us tend to come from outside that European block. And so, like we said, there's not much difference for you. In fact, if anything, it's slightly easier than it than it was. Um, it, in fact, there have been a few other licensing uh, changes in that the GMC, having reviewed all of the European uh, doctors, are also now allowing doctors who have taken the USMLE, so the United States Medical Licensing Exam, um, steps uh, one, step two, clinical knowledge, um, and two, clinical skills, on or before the 13th of March 2020. So anyone who last year, the year before, um, was, was or, well, or any time before that, had sat the USMLE that was trying to get into the UK, can get a medical license now as well. And do you think this is more the impact of COVID because the PLAB centres weren't open? It might, it might be, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, honestly, I'm not sure what that policy is based on. But... I, I mean, just by, I mean, virtue of the fact that you you have to take it before the 13th of March 2020. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that date kind of lines up exactly with the first, the first <laughs> lockdown date. So, wait, I don't think that will be something when things, you know, when go back to normal because uh, I guess the GMC makes too much money <laughs> from international doctors. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, do you know what? And that is actually a really important thing to touch on is that. <laughs> The GMC is not a government-run organisation, um, and it's not a charity. It is a it's a, a company, and so it, I, I suppose if you were a cynic, you might look at that and say that well, they would like to restrict that access to the GMC register solely to the UK MLA or PLAB exams because that's that's where they generate revenue from. Yeah, um, 
so I, I mean, and again, that, that uh, also goes for Medical Council of Canada qualification examination too, um, on or before the 27 October 2020. That's a bit strange. Mm. <laughs> uh, and also the Australian Medical Council uh, Council clinical examination on or before the 5th of March 2020. So, I mean, reading between the lines there, as Tom's pointed out, I, I think that this is more of a, a stopgap measure uh, for those doctors that have taken part of the examination to go to either Australia, Canada or US, um, who are now looking to come to the UK. Um, they're trying to make it slightly easier, I guess, to get your reg registration fee. Yeah, I, <laughs> there's, there's that Scottish cynic. Um, I, I, I do wonder if that's something that they will they will review and look at, or if, like Ryan says, they'll they'll try and keep it keep it closed off to the PLAV exam. But I mean, for for us as an organisation, we've definitely seen. I have definitely noticed more doctors uh, providing registrations with us who are looking to apply or have already applied through the USMLE route. That seems to be the kind of next yeah. most popular and as you've said ryan i mean if there's no plav exam and you've already done that because mm -hmm. i guess quite a few doctors might have wanted to keep their options open and maybe you've done plav and you've done usmle as well or you you started thinking about one direction and then bailed out and started going a different way not, um, not the band wonder <laughs> i mean you know that i'm a big harry styles fan <laughs> So I base my whole image on that's uh, for for the listeners out there. I look identical to Harry Styles. Um, so <laughs> you know, if you do, if you do want to talk One Direction, then uh, and not talk, Tom, Tom Tom's your man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? I mean, we could waffle on for for hours and hours about Brexit, but um, the, <laughs> as we said, we're not going to politicise it here. Um, we've all got our own thoughts on it whether it's a good thing or bad thing but i guess time will time will tell uh, yeah. but those are kind of the important changes for doctors and that's ultimately the most important thing for us yeah so the, the headlines are uh if you're outside of the eu then uh, actually it's probably got easier but really there's not much of a change european union all that's really changed is you need to check with the gmc that your qualifications are verified um and if you've done a, um, a united states canada or australian medical license exam for basically before March 2020, then you can apply for GMC now as well. And in terms of the impact on the job market, if anything, it will create more opportunity for um, doctors broadly because we will see uh, European doctors and nurses and have already felt the impact of European doctors and nurses leaving the, the country. Beautiful. Um, all right, well, that was um, quite well managed tom i thought it was gonna be far more complex than that but fairly straightforward just like myself ryan short and sweet yeah good all right well that brings us sadly to the end um is it the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning i don't know but i actually feel like <laughs> now that we can do this over a zoom um like season seven could start next week we might not have to wait so long <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll let maybe we'll let this just fester for a bit with people before <laughs> before we put more out but if anyone does have any ideas about any uh podcast episodes if there are particular topics that you want to hear us talk about we can do a kind of you know light discussion like we have over brexit or we can really do a kind of deep dive into to the finer details of something then do get in touch with us and let us know we've got a really really good online community uh within um facebook and the img advisor group which is um solely for for doctors and medical staff looking to come to the uk uh and i think we've now got six seven seven or eight thousand youtube subscribers and uh, yeah we're there's lots of information out there but if you want to join the conversation then img advisor group is is the best place to be 
Beautiful. Okay, Tom. Well, the pleasure has been all mine. Yeah, it must it must be because I haven't really enjoyed this season. But um, yeah, th- <laughs> thanks very much for coming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I take care. Thanks, Ryan. See you next time. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone.